The Athletic put out an anonymous player survey. Who is the most overrated player, underrated player, and who has the most punchable face in the NHL? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Cats fans, I hope that you guys have had an incredible all-star break and the time away from watching the game that you guys were able to enjoy yourselves in whatever hobbies you might have outside of watching the sport of hockey. And we are back in full force here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast after taking a few days off. If you notice on the January uh, feeds of the podcast, we had bonus episodes and Saturday episodes in order to front load all the content. It's like front loading a contract, but in, in this case, in as far as podcasts. But it is a Friday which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back here on the show. And Nick, welcome back to the show and great to see you, my friend. Great to see you as well. Glad to you know come back here in uh, Florida is one, eight straight on the road and looking towards the second half. But I believe we had some news that came out today that we should talk about. Yes, uh, some some news, uh, some news uh, that we will definitely will talk about as far as the, the the show, and also one thing that I is a big conversation point the last few days as far as just all star break content and just discussing when it comes to superlatives amongst peers in the NHL is the Athletics Anonymous Player Survey. Uh, and there are most uh, most overrated, underrated, best goalies, you name it. But the one that I want, I want to start this one off with a bang by discussing the player who has, who face, whose face you want to punch the most. And, Who's that? Oh, uh, I, I wonder, I wonder who, I wonder who that might be. But, but, the players, anonymous, have voted Nick Cousins as the player that they would like, whose face they would like to punch the most in the <laughs> NHL. Com- coming, and I'm scrolling down as as I'm talking. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, and he comes in at 28.57 percent of the votes out of 147 here, and. And Brad Marchand came at uh, in second. Matthew Kachuk actually came in third. 
Other Florida Panthers who are on the list are Ryan Lomberg and former Panther Radko Gudis is on this one as, as well, who Radko Gudis just passed his total PIM from last year already this season with the Anaheim Ducks. But it's, it, you know, I'm not I'm not here to defend whether it's deserved or not for Nick Cousins does have a reputation as far as getting into it with guys after the whistle and all. But I think this has more to do with not only what's happened recently with Balamaki, Zucker, and even before Cabranson, but also how powerful a platform like Hockey Night in Canada is when Kevin Bieksa decided to go on that little rant about calling Nick Cousins a rat on, on, on the ice as, as well. So I, I think that's also something that stood out to me that maybe had a little bit of an influence in this vote. Well, um, that's like calling the kettle black, in my opinion. I know Beck, he actually got away with a couple things when he was in the league. But, you know, he's retired now. He's got a good platform, and he's able to use it, you know, effectively. And, you know, this is recency bias. You know, yes. Nick Cousins, you know, he's always been kind of that guy that will get under your skin. But, you know, I don't think of ever of a time where I would think of him as being the most punchable face in the NHL. That was always for Brad Marchand or, you know, somebody else. And I know he was on that list, but I just think that he's an easy target right now. Um, not only with the hits that have happened. I mean, I know good Branson was, you know, borderline. Um, was it Salamaki or Valamaki? Valamaki. Valamaki. He even the... pulled up. Yeah. He even pulled up and tried not to hit him. And then, you know, we're not talking about, um, Zucker's hit after that, you know, it's all because cousins, you know? Um, so my big thing is, is that this will blow over. Um, cousins will eventually get back into the lineup. And as I tweeted that he's going to be a guy that you're going to want for the playoffs and he will be there. What line he's going to play on. I can't tell you, but he's definitely somebody you want. And, you know, I will say this, this might be somebody that Florida might miss if he's not on the team you know, going forward. Um, I know his play is replaceable right now as far as like scoring goals, putting up points, but he just gives you that little dimension that you're going to need going into the playoffs. Yeah. And, and, and just being, and also the fact that you bring him in, you bring him in for as far as a short-term contract as well, mixing mm -hmm. it up with characters and the winning too. Would this much attention be on Nick Cousins if he were on a team that lost a lot of games? I'm not, I, I wouldn't, I'm not I can't put a finger necessarily on whether it'll be that or not when it comes to uh how players would feel about him. But the fact that the Panthers, let's also not forget they have a target on their back as far as being the Eastern uh conference champions uh, ch champions uh just the, just this past uh season as as well. So that has mm -hmm. a lot to to do with with it as well. So it's a it's a it's a big uh it, it was something that really stuck out as far as that when it came to uh when it when it when it came to that so uh and let, let, let we there are more categories as far as the anonymous uh player um, player survey as far as most overrated and, un, and underrated as far as that and matthew kachuk was on the overrated list as well and this goes back to the whole recency bias uh mm -hmm. for when it comes to kachuk i mean two straight 100 point seasons as, as well for kachuk and then he you know struggles out of the gate only five at least offensively uh yeah five goals throughout the first 36 but then you see how much how he doubled that in in in, 
in in the month of January as well. And it, it this just doesn't make too much sense uh, for me. As far as guys up there, Trevor Zegers, Darnell Nurse is up there. I mean, mm-hmm. we think about Mich- the Michigan when it comes to Trevor Zegers. Now he's in trade yeah. rumors as, as mm-hmm. well. Darnell Nurse, the the high the high salary that he has, and then playing. Uh, on a team with Connor McDavid and then being relied as that number one defenseman as well. I don't know why Jason Robertson is up here. This one, I don't, I don't uh, quite get, you know, who's up here though is Jonathan Huberto. And, Hmm. and I could see overrated as far as what he's getting paid. And I can understand, I could understand now as far as the overrated label, Last year, it's like you wanted to be him to be a little patient when it came to new environment, coaching staff. But now there's enough of a sample size as well. Another one here is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a former number one overall pick who doesn't play up to the level of McDavid and Dreisaitl. So I can understand mm-hmm. that one uh, as well. And Pierre-Luc Dubois, who <laughs> it's it's trouble in L.A. right now for 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 the Kings. And he, he's a. Uh, he, I know plus minus is the isn't the be all end all, but he's there's a thirty point difference between him and the and the top uh, plus minus uh, guy on the LA Kings, so that can justify. As far as Kachuk, as far as being overrated, uh, as far as this player survey, what are your thoughts here? Uh, without being able to say a few words on here because I know everybody listens, that is absolute BS. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know when I was reading the article, they said that he's overrated and that people took him so seriously last year during the playoffs that, you know, he, he's still overrated that he was like put in the top 10 of players when he shouldn't be in the top 10 of players. Let me remind everybody how, like what he did last off season or last uh, postseason willed them to win against the Boston Bruins body, the Toronto Maple Leafs single handedly. Well, I shouldn't say single handedly, but was uh, two-headed monster between him and Bobrovsky that took out the Carolina Hurricanes. He got three winners in that series and then basically broke his sternum, came back that and same play. game, played, and scored the tame, game-tying goal to get the series to two to one. So the fact that they're going to call him overrated sounds like jealousy to me. <laughs> yep. Uh, and the fact that he has that flair is, is yeah. as well, and the and the whole Kachuk family uh, is as well. The reputation that comes with uh, with that, and Brady Kachuk is also uh, is also uh, um, as far as punchable faces. He's on is, is he's on there as as well. He's not I on there as far. He's not on there as far as overrated as far as as Brady, but he is up there as far as punchable faces as well. Yep. So so it's just. When you think about it in that, you think, hey, look what he did just last last postseason. I mean, I, I just don't understand that as far as far as that. But and we're going to go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to have one more thing. Tell me another player outside of McDavid or McKinnon right now that can go to another franchise and turn around exactly what that franchise is going through and making them a viable market. My to Chuck is the only other one, in my opinion. I could I could argue I could maybe argue Artemi Panarin, maybe. Okay. I could I'll add Austin argue. Matthews too, maybe. Yeah. But I, the, there's only so many of those individuals that can actually move and would be able to do that. No, mm-hmm. Not everybody could. And I think that's where people kind of miss 
you know, that, that part of things where, you know, maybe he's not overrated. Maybe he's actually not, he, maybe he's underrated. Maybe just maybe, but <laughs> we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to discuss more of underrated as far as this is just a conversation that is just tiresome and we'll 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 just we'll break that down more uh in segment number two we're going to discuss that here on a locked on florida panthers podcast today's episode is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook and happy super bowl to all who celebrate from fanduel america's number one sportsbook if you're like me super bowl sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. Locked On Sports Today has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 Four seven streaming channel back on this Friday, February 2nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, when you think about go back and look at this player survey, when you mm-hmm. look at underrated, the most underrated player in the NHL. And this is a conversation that we've been talking about for years and everybody Mm -hmm. talking about Alexander Barkov being the most underrated player in the NHL. Sam Reinhart is actually number two, which I can understand Sam Reinhart. He played on a Buffalo. He was a 20 goal scorer for many years there and did not sniff the playoffs at all while there. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that now that he's exploding for a 65 goal pace right now. Crazy to believe. Um, But Barkov, this conversation is so tiresome when it comes, when it comes to him and the underrated label, because in that same survey, when it talks about the best player in the league, Barkov is voted is number comes out at number eight. So when it comes to if he's number eight on the best player on as far as best players in the league as voted by the players and then un- underrated, is he really underrated after all? I mean, especially when he has hardware to his name, too, with the Selkie and being spoken about as far as the the favorite this year, too. So. I I feel like it should just be changed as far as the most underappreciated <laughs> player in in the NHL, not the most underrated, as 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 far as that. And you think about him, what he means to a team. He's either whatever you define as best player. It's either one or two, however you define it. Mm-hmm. When you look at this list, you look at 
someone like Miko Rantanen, who's maybe the third or fourth, which is on most teams, that's the best player. Most teams. Yeah. Braden Point, same thing. Second, third, third or fourth option uh, as far as best player when it comes to that. He's the best player on a, if you put him on another team as well. Barkov, in the top 95 percentile, he'll be the best or second best on, on every single team too. And just this is just it's it's a tiresome conversation. I think underappreciated is probably the best way to put it. Um, how many times do you have to say a guy is underrated and continues to just show his leadership, his style of play, and his commitment not only to uh, the organization but to his team? Um, I can't think right now of a better representation of the team right now than Barkoff. I mean, the team goes as he goes. Mm-hmm. The team loses a lot when he's out of the lineup, even though they were able to scratch some wins off. Um, and that's fueled because of Reinhardt's hot play this year and also to Chuck finally waking up. But you can just tell that there is something huge missing from the team when he's off and he's not playing. Now, what I will say is the one thing that I know other Panthers fans have been waiting for, and I'm pretty sure other players have probably noticed this as well. We are still waiting for that defining moment when he actually takes over a game, like a McKinnon or a McDavid. That just That's he is a he is a madman. He takes it over, and there's nothing that can stop him. Now, what I will say is, Tuchuk has kind of shown us that a little bit when since he's been a Panther. Okay, he's had that extra gear. Mm-hmm. Barkoff, to me, I don't know if he does. I think he's just even keeled no matter what. He's got to be that cerebral. Um, player that's always on the ice that always exudes confidence and that is always going to get a job done, but he's not going to be the guy that's just going to take over everything. And I think that's part of the reason why he's probably never going to be outside of that underrated list just because he doesn't have that pop. And because he just doesn't talk a lot too. That's just Mm. another thing. Personality has a lot to do with it. And listen, I mean, as 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 much as Sam Bennett has stepped up his game, especially on the power play, is is uh, when Barkov was gone. I mean, when you think about battles and mm-hmm. the ability to uh, to quickly get the puck off your tape down low to try that uh, try that set play to Reinhardt in the slot, and but then prior to getting it down to uh, Matthew Gachuk, you you. you it's 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 something missing when it comes to battles on the half wall as well when it comes yeah. to that and and just the bar, um i mean size has a lot to do with that which barkov is bigger than bennett so that that's also that's also so valuable that we we just don't really talk about when it comes to when it comes to how he, he how he's just such a difference maker as as well for that but uh before we move on best goalie best goalie in the league uh as far as that this is, and I feel like these are more like reputation type of votes when it comes to that because Vasilevsky hasn't played the whole season. He has an 899 save percentage uh, right now. Uh, yeah. So, but we know he can turn it on at any moment. Connor Hellebuck is up there, deserved. Deserved. Yep. Um, but then you see Marc Andre Fleury on here, 2.73 percent of the of the votes, which is very confusing. And then you have Sergey Bobrovsky's not even in here. Uh, as, as well there's the other category here but this is 3.83 percent of guys who just got one vote out of 183 here mm, mm. 
So it's like when you think about the the run that he had and the fact that he's following it up, I just I just find myself so confused why he's not even I'm not saying he's better than Sorokin. I'm not saying he's better than Shisterkin. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm not even saying he's better than Swayman uh, as well, but not even a top 10 as far as best goalie in the league. I think um, I don't want to say it's recency, but I think Bob has had it tough here in Florida. Um, you know, he's the last two seasons he's been able to show up um, and earn the contract. And that's going to be the biggest anchor. And we talk about that all the time, mm-hmm. but he's finally living up to it. And I think that probably has something to do with it. You know, you get paid that money. You're expected to come here and do a job. And for the first three, four years, yeah, it's been hell. So now when you actually do what you're expected to do and you excel, people are still waiting for the other foot to drop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't want to give you credit for what you're doing or what you have done. They're just saying, just give him a little bit of time. He's going to fall off and he's going to be the Bobrovsky we've known for the last four seasons. But (sighs) Vasilevsky, as you said, is probably more or less on uh, reputation because he is that guy. They won two cups. We're in three Stanley cups in three years straight, you know, guy's a gamer but not showing it this season i mean i understand he's coming off of a major back surgery which for goalies you don't know how they're going to come back from it but mark andre fleury he's loved wherever he's gone and again i think it's a reputation thing now would you want him as a backup goalie to bob or starting over bob i don't know i think Stolarz has come in and done a pretty good job and i just i'd be wary of you know the team and how they would feel around Mark Andre. I mean, again, lovable guy, but you can just tell that time father time is starting to catch up. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, and it, it, again, reputation when it comes to Mark Andre Fleury, as much of a legend he is, and mm-hmm. hopefully it's not the last ride for him as well as he, as he still has not announced uh, his plans after the season, even though when the wild went to Quebec, a bunch of his family was at that game. So We'll see as far as that, (laughs) but uh, we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss one more thing on this survey and discuss more about the all-star game, not necessarily previewing it, but just some frustrations and how, if we have hope that it can be fixed, we're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Friday, February 2nd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Friday here with Nick Fairbanks for another edition of Fairbanks Friday. And Nick, uh, as far as the survey, 182 votes on favorite road city to play in. The city of Sunrise (laughs) came in sixth here behind Vancouver. Nashville, Montreal, New York, and Vegas. I've never gone to Vegas, Montreal, Nashville, or Vancouver, but I can tell you all about New York and 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 all. Uh, obviously, great great city to be in. Lots of things to do. Uh, Vegas, going to go to gamble and all that stuff. Cool, uh, to, to, as touristy as can be. Uh, but they said the city. I think it's more about the region, the weather, mm-hmm. the beat, the taxes. You, you, you know, you know it. So, mm-hmm. six months out of the year, these players, uh, these players spent in the cold up north, 
definitely an advantage here as far as that for for the city of Sunrise to have 5.46% of the votes. So so that there's that as far as that. Worst one, Winnipeg. <laughs> so I wonder and, why. Not only snow, but maybe no airport uh, there as well as that's the mm -hmm. consistent conversation there in 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 that city as as well. And Ottawa, their arena not being in the in the city, but it's funny because Florida's arena is not in is kind of in the middle of nowhere. But the fact that weather that's the big factor here when it comes to road city. Uh, last thing I want to talk about uh, as far as uh, the the All Star game. So Sergey Bobrovsky and Sam Reinhart will be on team uh, team McDavid along with honorary captain Will Arnett, which love Will Arnett in the show BoJack Horseman, which mm -hmm. not safe for work if you guys uh, if you guys do have children. NSFW guys, yes, yep. NSFW, <laughs> but big fan of Will Arnett, and I'm. I will admit, I didn't know who Tate McRae was until until right before the announcement. I even looked up her music, didn't know a single song. <laughs> but obviously Bieber, Michael Buble, definitely well-known uh, guys. But my biggest issue on the All-Star draft is the fact that you don't have an opportunity for most of these guys, especially Team Bieber, that all the teammates are together. And mm -hmm. that you don't have an opportunity to face one another and for to smack talk here, which is something that I kind of like as far as that. And this, the first thing I think of when it comes to this is the put the necessary push to have more international competition uh, as, as well, at least in my opinion, because I would love to see, I know, and I know we're going to get, some type of international competition next year, but only four teams, USA, mm. Canada, Finland, Sweden. I would love to see Matthew Kachuk versus Alexander Barkov uh, in the future. But the fact that we're having four Maple Leafs together, uh, together, multiple Canucks together, with the exception of Lindholm, who just got traded there. Mm -hmm. I think that there's, I, I just think this just makes the event like not as fun as it should be. And the draft was, Little cringe. Even Nathan McKinnon spoke about it after. There was a yeah. commercial, at least in the beginning, after every round, which is like, man, can this just, can we just get this over with as as, as well? Uh, and I want to ask you: Is there a way to fix this? So one thing that I think the league has actually done pretty well with is uh, the different things that they allow the players to do. Um, you know, for the all-star game, you know, Florida did, you know, like shooting pucks on the beach, mm -hmm. uh, things like that, dunking your teammate uh, in the, in the pool uh, Vegas, where you played a bunch of games around the city and casinos and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty, you know, cool, but you're not really changing anything to do with the all-star game. I mean, to be honest, the skills competitions are okay, but they're cringe as well. Um, and the game itself, I mean, I when I was there live last year, I thought it was pretty entertaining, but that's live. I didn't see it on TV. My thing is, when I most enjoyed the NHL All-Star game was back when they did North America against the world. You had the greatest from North America versus everybody else. And you know what? It was pretty damn close. 
You know, you had the best of the best in the world going at each other. And, you know, I, I have to do, I have to say this, Pavel Bure was the best player. I'm just going to say that, I, I don't, <laughs> you know, straight out of my heart about that one. But no, it, it just, it seemed like the competition was up there. I mean, the guys weren't taking it too seriously, but you could tell that there was something a little bit more there here. You can tell guys just don't want to be there. They want to go home. So you have to incentivize it. And, you know, I think the way that they're trying to do it now is money. Okay. But you're taking away a lot of these guys' plans that they were planning on going on a vacation to a nice area to go to Toronto. I mean, something's got to happen. You either have to bring in another firm to help kind of like galvanize and understand, you know, what they could do to make the game fun or, you know, make it tied to, you know, what baseball does as far as like the World Series, you know, whoever wins that game has some kind of home field advantage or something. Which they don't do anymore. Uh, Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like just to change it up, make it worth something. The other thing too that I think that they could possibly do is, you know, make the players go. I mean, I know there's a couple of years ago where Ovechkin said, no, I don't want to go. And they basically suspended him. The game It's like, dude, it's not for you a hundred percent. It's for the fans. Um, so again, just getting everybody to buy in and wanting to participate, I think is the biggest thing. And in order to do that, you got to bring people in who know what they're doing. And to be honest, I don't think the NHL does. And it shows in their ratings and it shows in the amount of money that they bring in. Yeah, and uh, Alexander Ovechkin doesn't have to worry about uh, skipping this one as uh, he is thankful of, as he is enjoying his vacation in Dubai, where he actually ran into Wayne Rooney, uh, soccer star Wayne Rooney. <laughs> there, so saw, saw that earlier, earlier as far as that. But then you'll have your regular stuff as an accuracy shooting, hardest shot, fastest skater, which. We know McDavid is definitely going to be there. He's going to be there every year uh, as far as that. And honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I don't even remember who won all some of the events last year. And I mm-hmm. was in there in person as, as far as, as that. I think, uh, I think, I think Brock Nelson won the, the accuracy shooting. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that's, I think that's the only thing I remember. Um, and I know, I think it was Kale McCarr that slipped. Someone slipped. Yes. During the fastest yes. scary. I think it was Kel McCarr. Those are the few things I remember. But obviously there's a difference between when it's in your region versus when it's not. And that's probably the all-star game that I'll probably care about the most for the rest of my life until it, until it comes back to South Florida. But, hey, uh, I'm still going to watch it, obviously. And and there's no Panthers in the skills competition on Friday. And Thankfully. So we, I could watch it at ease on Friday and just, you know, maybe cringe a little bit, but not cringe to the point where it's like, okay, what did, what did the Panthers, uh, what did the, the Panthers players do as far as this? So, Hey, uh, we're, 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 uh, and as far as the game, hopefully, and we wish one thing and one thing the most here that no one gets hurt. That is the number Correct. one important thing here because the players are are definitely hoping when you watch the actual game on Saturday, you'll see that they're just trying not to get hurt. But Nick, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers uh, podcast, where we discuss the player survey and more about the All-Star game. Uh, any last words before we sign off for the night, my friend? 
Not much. Just enjoy the time off and everything. I know it's hard, you know, because we don't have any Panthers hockey to really talk about. But, um, you know, the second half's about to start, guys. And um, let's get ready. Let's let's get in good form. Let's get in good, good nah, sorry, let's get in good shape for the playoffs. And um, Armando, I will see you next week. I will see you next week as well, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.